Welcome to the Re-Eval brought to you by the Children's Rehabilitation Institute, Teleton USA. Hey, this is Laura. And this is Natalie. We're two therapists that work at CRIT, the Children's Rehabilitation Institute, Teleton USA. We wanted to provide the community with an outlet for their stories and resources for our families that may not have access or know how to begin. We hope that through these interviews, we can continue to serve our families and the pediatric therapy community with knowledge and education from a distance. Join us as we speak with some of our therapists, patients, and their families about their diagnosis and discuss how CRIT has helped them navigate their unique challenges. Thanks for listening. Uh, hello, friends. A happy 2022. This is our first show back on the Reeva. We're really excited to get back here in the office. Um, today, we are actually going to be interviewing one of our very own licensed professional counselors. Her name is Leticia Cavazos, and we're so excited to have her um, on with us celebrating um, Counselor Month just a little bit early because it's actually in April, I believe. Yeah, Letty joined us back in August um, after an absence for <laughs> almost over, well, I guess it was more than over a year. Um, here at our facility at CRIT, we, our counselor gets to really help with everything that we do. Um, and this position was greatly missed. As a, a therapeutic recreation specialist, I heavily rely on that the LPC role to um, kind of just help in every aspect. A lot of what I get to do helps with the cognition and the emotional state, and we haven't had anybody. And then Letty came in, and not only did she just jump right into CREATE, but she is the perfect fit for us. I feel like our families are getting to know her. Um, we were just kind of talking about how I think a lot of families uh, realize how much they missed someone to safe space to go talk to, and now she's here. Um, so we're really excited to introduce you to her and how our clinic looks with an LPC. Um, we get everywhere else might be a little bit different, but now you get to hear from Lenny. Yeah, she's going to touch base a little bit on what actually um, is an LPC and kind of how um, COVID-19 in general has just changed the society's view on um, mental health. I know it's a, it's a huge topic right now, but um, she digs deep a little bit into that. Um, so hope you enjoy. the re-eval brought to you by crit hello friends welcome back to the re-eval this is going to be our first episode recorded in the year 2022 once again masked but we're here together so that is great and we're really excited to have leticia cavazos with us today um, she is a licensed professional counselor but i'll have her um, introduce herself if you don't mind of course so yes my name is leticia most people call me leti and I am a licensed professional counselor. I've been one for several years now. I graduated in 2014. Now there is a process to become a licensed professional counselor, so that took me a while. Um, but I'm excited to be here and looking forward to, to our conversation today. I know uh, I've grown up, and at first I think a lot of people think counselors are, are going to any kind of therapist is like scary. They think something's wrong with them. Um, but I'm always also curious to hear like your side of it. So what drew you to wanting to become a therapist of LPC? Of course. So one of, basically one of the things that happened is that growing up and throughout my life, um, I can meet a stranger and they tell me their story. They would tell me my story and I would even try to give them advice. And so basically I think I've always been a counselor. I just didn't have that little paper that said <laughs> you're a professional. Um, I actually started as a communications major. That was my major, my bachelor's in journalism. 
Um, several years later, I was at a job. I was helping people out and realized that I needed something more. I needed more of an education to be able to really help them out and not just listen to them. So I decided to go back to school in two, 2012. And uh, I got my master's in education and counseling and guidance. And so I just wanted to help people. I wanted to help people uh, reach their full potential. If they were having anxiety or feeling depressed, you know, how do we get them out of that mode and, and what changes have to be made? And so basically it was my willingness or, or my wanting to help people that led me to, to counseling. Yeah, I love that. You said you just, you're, you're there to listen. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I've gone back in college for me, my undergraduate, I was uh, diagnosed with general anxiety disorder, which also led to ADHD. And I have never thought about those uh, topics before mm-hmm. until I was able to just go talk to someone. And it was, it was a, this time of this verbal vomit and someone safe to go listen to me and uh, just also provide that whole different perspective of, um, well, it's not that someone doesn't like you and they can't hang out with you tonight because of that. It's just simple. They're busy. And I was like, what? There's no way. And then sure enough, I was able to retrain my brain because someone was willing to listen. Um, so I really, I really like that. Right. So one thing that, that happens, I think, in, in the like you mentioned, y'all, you know, it's scary. And we have a misconception that if you go to a counselor or a psychologist, uh, that something is wrong with me, that I must be crazy. And it's nothing like that. I'll, I, my job as a counselor is to help you okay, see where you're at and where do we want to go and help find solutions to problems and help you to um, uh, problem solve. So that way you don't need me. My goal is that you don't need me unless later on something else comes up, right? But to teach you how to uh, have better coping skills. You know, if you're really stressed out, if you're being anxious, if you have some symptoms of depression, if you're having problems at home, problems at school, problems with your friends, you know, how do we solve those in, in, a, in a positive manner? And so listening is key because I've, I've had happened many times that someone will come in and they'll tell me what's happening and they just let it all out. And I'm just sitting there and I'm listening. And by the end of the session, they're like, thank you for your help. <laughs> and I'm like, you're welcome. Like, I didn't do anything, but I heard. And so for many of us, we just want to be heard. We want to be seen. We want to know that someone is there to support us. Now, as a counselor, I don't tell you what to do. That's key because sometimes we go to a friend or we go to a family member. They're like, oh, I think you should do this and you should do that or you better do that. And they give you all these things that you should do. But in the day, it's your life and it's your decision. And so my job is to encourage you and to let you see, okay, so what are our options? What can you do? And then you make the final decision. So part of it is empowering you. It's lifting you up. It's bringing up that self-esteem and that confidence in yourself. And so I think something that's really powerful. And so um, to see the transformation of someone that comes in and they're feeling sad and they're feeling kind of low and then to watch them smile and feel stronger as, you know, even after the first session sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit longer, um, but to have that safe space, like you said, Natalie, uh, to come in and talk to someone where you're not gonna be judged, where you're feeling comfortable and you can express yourself and hear yourself out, because sometimes all we need to do is get out of our head and put it out. And once you hear yourself, you actually come up with your own answers to many of the questions. That was one thing I think that was probably one of the most eye-opening parts for my own personal experience was um, 
once I learned that it was that safe space and that it was okay to tell your friends, I'm going to see a therapist. That's probably the hardest part first is you don't want other people to look at you. Um, and now I'm like a huge advocate for it. I check in bi-monthly with my therapist and it's that safe space to go talk. And if anything, exactly what you just said to provide like a perspective that's not negative and it's not what you've already trained your thoughts to be. And it's just, you're able to turn that frown literally into a smile. And it was, it was very eye-opening. So I think that's a really cool journey to go down. Um, so here at Create, you, most of our kids, we do everything from little itty bitties to birth. Um, some of our older kiddos are 21, 22. Um, but you joined us, right? We're still in COVID. <laughs> we are, right. we are still in the thick of it. And on top of that, we do have really hard, complex cases here at Create. Um, and so, uh, a, we're very grateful you're here. <laughs> we are so Thank grateful. You. Um, and B, what, what is your role here for our families here? Um, and our kids, you see not just our kids, but you can see her, their families as well. well. Correct. And that's one of the, the great things about credit. It's a very holistic approach. And my role, first of all, I've been here since September. And so I keep telling people I'm the new counselor, but I think at this point I'm no longer the new counselor. I'm <laughs> no, just the counselor. You are. Um, <laughs> But um, meeting the needs of, of, of our kiddos, you know, um, helping them sometimes adjust or um, with understanding sometimes their, you know, their condition or um, adjusting to changes in their life. And, you know, as they're growing and they're going from, let's say, elementary to middle school, you know, some of those things that happen because they face a lot the usual issues that kiddos face, but more. And, and the reason we also help the parents out because we know that if mom and dad are okay and they're healthy and, and st- you know, feeling safe and, and um, uh, not dealing with so much anxiety or, or, or tension, that they're going to be able to, to work through and, and help their kids as well. So um, I think healthy parents also make healthy families. And um, so that's one thing that I really like about CRIT is that we're able to target the entire family, not just you know, our, our minors. Um, and so, yes, I actually, we're, we're starting to see a few more parents getting involved in, in counseling, which is great. Um, so definitely encourage parents to, to, to try it out, you know, try one session. Um, one thing about counseling is, you know, find someone that you feel comfortable with. Because uh, I could be the most incredible counselor, but if you don't get along with me or we can't make that connection, build that rapport, it's not going to help. It's not going to matter. You have to find someone that you trust and you feel comfortable with. So, um, yes, that's try to do with, with all the families. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite parts of CRIT is that we are able to treat the entire family. I mean, even in like a TR or um, PT aspect, when we're teaching about home exercise program carriers within the home, it, it's, you know, it's the child's responsibility, but ultimately we're here with their parents. And, and you said it perfectly, a healthy parent is going to help a healthy child. And um, I feel like after two years or however long we've been with this pandemic, I feel like it's gotten the stigmas a little less, right? I, I think people are starting to realize that they do need help and they do need that voice of reason, maybe, or just someone to listen to. So I think it's really nice now that um, people are a little bit more open to the idea of counseling and like mental health and well-being. Um, but the fact that you ha- can take the parents here, I think, is huge because, I mean, a child with out any other additional factors you know two years in the pandemic has been really hard on them and on the parents so i think it's just like you really did come in the thick of it because we had so many needs and we were just so grateful to have you here so thank you well, i'm definitely glad to be here and um what, one of the good things 
out of COVID came out was telehealth. Yeah. So we're able to to do that, and uh, I obviously I, I prefer in person actually, but um, telehealth is also you know very effective too it, when we can build once again build that rapport and, and be open. And it's a little harder with kids though because they tend to get more distracted, but it's still possible. And so the fact that we have that uh, availability, I think it's great also. I know um, from the TR perspective, uh, TR and counseling go very hand in hand. Um, and another really cool thing is we were able to just start up our intensive programs back up and, uh, Letty is there to check in with them. And if services are needed while they're here for one, two, possibly even three weeks, um, it's a safe space to go to. And so we have all of these possibilities now, um, that we, we will, we have you here with us. Um, and with TR, we can go in and practice those coping skills through the fun activities that I get to do. Um, and so personally for TR, I was so excited that we've got Letty in with us. And, and we've been able to collaborate already in some yeah. situations, which I think is great. We bring in um, a fun aspect. You know, counseling doesn't have to be just talk. Yeah. We can learn a lot through the interaction and activities and games and, and make it fun, even for the adults. Um, I know for some people, they, you know, some prefer the talk therapy, which is great, um, but sometimes they need a little extra. And so um, I think it's, it's a great combination. I think one of our other, one of my other favorite collaborations is um, some of our older kids is we're potentially trying to get them ready for college. And that's really big for our parents to let go. And so we've been able to lean on each other to help guide some of the parents to go through with their kids of saying, hey, college can be a real possibility here. And let's sit down and figure out and face our fears together. Um, and again, it's just through that safe space of addressing concern and making it work. And um, so far, everyone seems to be very positive about it. So, um, and then we also have our spring break camp coming up that I'm very excited that Lenny gets to hang out on. Yes, so. absolutely. <laughs> We're actually coming up um, collaborating with some really cool activities, I think. It's yeah. going to be really great to teach um, uh, teach our kids just, you know, boundaries and communication skills and nonverbal skills and things that uh, we need on a daily basis and that sometimes we don't uh, really address many times or talk about um, in other settings. And so we're able to do that here and, and we're just some role playing and I don't know, I'm excited about it. Yeah. So as Laura yeah. said, we, we get to treat the whole family and just more than just your let me sit down and talk to you aspect. If Lonnie literally gets to go and I see her all over the building with patients just helping and seeing if we can address even like behavioral concerns or how can we look at it differently or something like that. Um, she's everywhere, it's awesome. Yeah, we had um, a, a parent come on here and um, she she had mentioned, she was like, you know, I came here and it was kind of a joke, but she's like, there weren't any kids crying and you know, everyone's having a good time. And, and she joked later on, like, obviously that's not all the time. We're working with kids. And I think it's just something that we need to remember that, um, I mean, in order for our kids to truly learn, they have to, you know, be able to play. So we're trying to get creative, trying to get them to play, but it may be hard for them and, or they may be having something else going on. And if, if their, you know, home life has something else and they're not able to focus on us trying to get them to do whatever, I don't think we're going to have a great outcome. So um, I really love, because I this is news to me, the spring break collaboration thing. I really love that idea. I think that's going to be um, really cool, especially just from speaking to teachers at school. I feel like um, I did not realize that a lot of things have been taken away. So like recess has been you know reduced and kind of some times where kids are just allowed to be themselves. So if they can come here and if they find that crit is that safe space for them, that's really exciting. Um, you know, you can 
talking about COVID and, and the changes that have happened. And, and I think that's key because having to adjust to a new way of life, that's also where counseling has come in. Um, I was at a different agency and we saw an increase in anxiety uh, with a lot of the, the, a lot of the adults, also the kids, um, having to adjust to a way of life, everything changed. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, we're social people, even though the people that are super reserved, they still have some sort of connection and socialization. And so having that taken away from us and everything just turned around. Um, so this is where counseling comes in. You know, getting that little extra help and saying, okay, how do I adjust with this? You know, there, there's techniques that we can do to coping skills. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think everything's coming into play and we're having to adjust and learn new things together. Absolutely. You said that like new normal and I think that term is always changing. At what point Mm -hmm. it's always going to be a new normal. And so, um, you know, I, having someone to go talk to you again, that goes back to that safe space again, just to be able to uh, to talk. uh, Adjusting to new things. And, and even without COVID, you know, going for like some of the kids that we have going from high school to now possibly into college, it's a whole new world. And so, um, helping them adjust and you know what are some of the fears what are some of the challenges mm-hmm. what are and obviously focusing on their strengths I think for any of us for being able to focus on our strengths and our those positive qualities that we have to help us make it through whatever happens in our life yeah I know personally for me um, I grew up here in Texas and then my dad's company transferred him to Raleigh North Carolina and I moved at the perfect time of transitioning from middle school to high school but everything was home for me and I, hindsight's always twenty twenty. We can play the what if game all day if we want. I think anybody can. However, this is where it's really true. Um, we didn't have the education at that time that I, I wish I had someone to talk to and to help break down those big transition of, I'm, no, I'm not just transitioning to a new school, I'm transitioning to a new everything. And uh, I, I'm not saying that my parents weren't informed, but really they weren't informed because we didn't really know about mental health at that time. And it took me to college to finally say, I need help from somebody. And when I finally was able to find that safe space to talk to, and I look back at everything that I went through, just having someone to talk to, like you said, those big milestones. And it could be as simple as learning to walk and breaking it down with the family. That's very realistic here in our uh, our clinic or accepting a diagnosis and what could come with it Mm -hmm. um, to... I just need a safe space to talk because my kid is always go, go and the energy is out the ceiling and I just need someone to sit and listen to me because I pour into my kid. It could be anything from that. Um, and so you're here to provide that education factor also and continue to present those new norms, whatever they are. <laughs> but You're right. And, and that keeps changing. Our, our new normal from a year ago is different than what it is now. Um, I know it's already going to be two years since we started this, this craziness. And there's been so many changes in, in having to adjust to those things. And, you know, the people that have had COVID and some of the side effects of what's left afterwards. And, um, and sometimes in the physical aspect, but also the mental aspect and the insecurity that comes along with it. And one of the things is that we have, as, as human beings, our need is to feel safe. And it's hard to, you know, work with PT or OT or um, any of the therapies that we have if we're not feeling safe. Sure. And so building that, that safety net for, you know, for our kiddos. And uh, I always believe that it takes a village to, to raise a child. And in this case, it, you know, we are that part of that village. Um, COVID, like you said, COVID has changed in so many different ways. Um, and I think that the rise of mental health has been 
in a positive direction. It's Mm -hmm. more education. It's more, I I think it should always have been acceptable, but quite frankly, it was not. Um, Do you ever see, uh, like, is there still a certain stigma? Do you you come across that quite a bit? Absolutely. Uh, All the time. And I, what I think is helpful is if we can see the counselor before we actually need the counselor. Sure. You know, before things get so out of hand that I'm feeling so distraught and so overwhelmed, you know, let's talk to someone before we get to that point. And so maybe that would help with that stigma of, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me, I'm crazy, I you know, I can't tell anybody that I'm gonna go see the counselor. Um, because unfortunately we have this concept of, of, you know, the person on the couch and telling their stories and, okay, mind you, I do have a couch in the office, <laughs> but nobody lies down in there, you know, we just said. Um, but uh, it's education, it's learning. Um, I know there's people that come to me and they're afraid. You know, when they first talk, and then start talking to me, realize it's just a conversation that we're having. That's all it really is. And once you start seeing that, I think that starts lowering their defenses and they start opening up. I recall having a client and she says, um, I don't want to talk about, you know, my past. That's fine. You know, you talk about what you feel comfortable talking about. Well, within a few weeks, she brought back the past, right? It, it came out. And at the end, when she, we finished um, all our sessions, you know, she was going to be released. She says, I don't know what, how good you did. She was, but everything came out. I was able to open up and I'm so much better now. Um, it's that trust, once again, that trust that we know with, with your counselor, that you feel comfortable, that you yeah. feel safe. Well, I love that you said that, you know, we don't focus on the negative things. Growing up, um, I didn't know that I had ADHD. <laughs> um, and it presents so differently in females and males. And, and during my childhood, it was like, girls can't get ADHD. But here I am with ADHD. And I was that kid that was constantly getting in trouble for getting ahead or talking or doodling. Not like I had to find ways to stay focused and I wasn't challenged in school. So I was always being told that I was wrong. And that turned me into a perfectionist. And it wasn't until later that it was like, no, 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 we're going to make these into your strengths because someone finally listened and it was a safe space that didn't break me apart for having ADHD. They turned it into a superpower. And now I've learned how to function and thrive with it. And so I love that you said, let's, let's talk before it becomes an issue. Let's, let's see a counselor before you need it. And I, that's, I'm grateful. Like I said, I'm going back to, I just have bi-monthly check-ins and most of the time it's just good conversation or it's a, (laughs) the world is whack or whatever. Right. But if something needs to come from it, it can, otherwise it's just a conversation and it's nice to have someone to listen. (laughs) You know, for, for many of our families or not not our families, just in general people, it's a lack of understanding what counseling is. Uh, If we can, and that's our part is to educate and to make aware of what our role is and how we can help, I think that would that, that would make things a lot easier. Um, but right, and the thing is, if you don't know, you don't know. So, in in all the other thing is, is the impact that the families make to the kids and how that affects you throughout your entire life until you get the help that you need. Exactly. Without even and, and not that parents are bad or anything, they just don't know many times. And, and how the effect that we have as, as adults, you know, with the kiddos. Absolutely. Um, you just kind of touched on it a little bit, um, but what, what, did, what would you tell someone who is hesitant to begin, but is kind of yearning to, to, like you said, just try? I'm a big believer in I, if you don't knock it till you try it, right? That, that's exactly it. Just try one session. It's, you know, 45 minutes of your life. 
If you like it, wonderful, you come back. If you don't like it, if it's not for you, then that's okay. You only lost 45 minutes of your life. Okay. And that's it. You know, you go, you can either find someone else or you can realize, you know what, this is not for me, this is not, you know. Um, and there's different counselors, there's, there's a different approaches. Um, some people are, some of the counselors are very direct because that's what the client needs. Some people are more like lovey-dovey and, you know, peace and love and things super sweet. It also depends on the client and what they need. And, and as a professional, so I see that I'm not helping you, that we're just not a good fit, that there could be someone else better for you, that I'm going to recommend that to you because my, at the end of the day, your well-being is my highest priority. I want you to be a well. And the other thing is we see this a lot nowadays. It's okay not to be okay. And coming to that understanding, to that realization that if I'm having a bad day, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling stressed, that's okay. It's accepting it. But we're, we're in the society that you always have to be go, 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 go. And you always have to be 100%. And you always have to be the best. And sometimes your body's just tired. Your brain is tired. You're physically tired. And so it goes back to self-care and listening to oneself. I know we're kind of off the topic of, of, of this, of no. your last question, but... Self-care is so important and being aware of ourselves and what we're feeling and um, where we're at in, in that certain moment. You know, we're always thinking about the past, we're thinking about the future. And it's like being mindful of that moment where you're at, how are you feeling? Are you stressed? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling, maybe you're really happy, which is great. And accept that. It's just a feeling. That's what I tell the kids. They're just feelings. Whether you're angry, whether you're upset, you're resentful, they're just feelings. They're not good, they're not bad, they just are. And so coming to that awareness and accepting it helps you move forward too. Well. Right, well I remember um, the first time that I went to go seek help, um, I this whole conversation of like, well how often do you say no pops up. And young, you typically fresh out of college, you don't say no. Like you, you don't, <laughs> it's hard and that's the expectation. And all I would have thought if it was a simple of just a respectful, like, hey, I'm really busy right now. Let me check back in with you later to see if I can help you. I didn't say yes. I didn't say no. It could be a no. But let me have a second to think about it and take care of myself. And it just changed my thought of this. Self-care is everything. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in I go home and I disconnect. And I couldn't have done that without talking to someone. And I would have never thought any of those would have been acceptable. And I, people here in this building praise me for it all the time. They're like, you just go home and unwind. And I was like, yeah. I said, if it's a tech, like a work text, I'll get to it the next day. Or I'll say, not tonight. But if you start with saying, hey, not Kurt related. And then you ask me a question, I'll gladly text you back right then and there. Right? Like, and people right. know to address me that way. It would have never happened if I didn't ask for help. No. Um, what, one thing I was reading recently is it's talking about self-compassion. So many times we're so much nicer to our friends and our colleagues than we are to ourselves. We're harder on ourselves than on anybody else. I am my hardest And so critic. part of that self-care is having that self-compassion on ourselves and giving ourselves permission to say no. Yeah. You know, I have a full load, I have a full plate, I can't do this for now, I would love to help you, but I really can't today. You know, having, and, and that's where also counseling comes in, we actually do role play with some of these things because we're not used to saying no, we're not, we're just doing things for everybody because we want to be liked or because we want to, you know, um, feel that we fit in or we just have this thing that we have to be busy all the time and yeah. we don't know how to just 
sit and relax and disconnect like you said. Right? Well, bringing it back to that, how what would you recommend to people? Is like you said, try it. I would have never thought I would have gotten any of those things out of it. I never would have even thought about I have ADHD. Not once until my therapist went, have you considered this? And then we went into testing and sure enough, there it is. And so I, you don't know if you don't ask and you don't know if you don't try. I mean, I tell a kid who's scared to go down the zip line, well, you've never been. If you don't like it, never do it again. Like you said, you might fall in love with it. You might be able to figure out who you are and you can turn that frown <laughs> into a smile. I think one thing with counseling was that people are afraid to be vulnerable. And when you talk to someone, you know, someone you don't know, uh, and sometimes even people that you do know, it's hard to be open and honest and vulnerable. And, um, you know, sometimes, yes, you cry. Sometimes you get upset. Sometimes you hate me because I challenge you a little bit. And it's that sense of vulnerability and being seen and being open that can be pretty scary to someone. There's sometimes clients don't come back for that same reason. It's, like, it's too hard sometimes to face our fears, to face ourselves, to, to, um, to work on those areas of our life that can push us to the next level and make us better. But we're, we're fearful many times. Absolutely. And I've been quiet here, but I've been nodding along. I, I mean, I feel, I feel like I'm in my own session currently. <laughs> Everything's just hitting home. But, um, but honestly, I think a lot of it comes with like saying things out loud just mm-hmm. makes it a truth. And so if you have all this stuff going on in your head and you know, you're going through your own struggle, it's, it's within you. No one knows, right? And unless you put it out there for someone else to listen to, and it really makes it a truth. And I feel like speaking to some of the parents here, um, sometimes when they're, you know, dealing with a, a new diagnosis or dealing with um, a new behavior, they don't want to say anything or address it because they don't want it to be a truth or they're just nervous of what may not come. Of course, the unknown is, is can be scary. So I think personally speaking to some of them, they've, they've told me that. And I, and I tell them the same thing. Hey, find the shoe that fits you. Find the counselor that fits you. It may not be ours here. Um, for a little while there, we didn't have a counselor, and I said, you know, we have referrals to go elsewhere, but it just felt like if that's what they needed, if you need someone to listen to, they're not there to judge you, which I think is the best part of it, because I have um, plenty of family members that would <laughs> say they're my counselor, but they, they're always there to provide that correction, and sometimes you just don't want that correction, you just want to be heard, so um, I think that's the, the, you said, you hit it on the head with, like, the vulnerability of of speaking that into the world is like, oh no, here I am. Like, and, you and just open yourself to, to somebody that, yeah. that you don't know. And, and sometimes that's easier than talking to somebody that you do know. Mm-hmm. It, it just depends on the person. Um, but yeah, that vulnerability is, is, uh, is huge. And I think it's also empowering when you're able to open yourself up to someone and be honest. It's very empowering. Not everybody can do that. And so I definitely commend people, you know, when they do do that. And I thank my clients every time they come in because they don't have to be there. They're doing it because they want to and they're doing it to better themselves and to give me that opportunity to walk with them through this journey. You know, however difficult that might be or however easy it might be, I'm appreciative of that, of them allowing me into their life, into their space. I talk a lot about um, the safe zone and they're like, this is my space and I don't adjust anybody into my space. So for you, as, or, you know, for clients to come in and, and allow me enter their space where they're, they're vulnerable, where they're, they're weak, they're tired, they're scared, I appreciate that and I'm grateful for that opportunity. I know as someone, a, a therapy goer, I'm just as grateful from the other end, right, for, for you listening. Um, I, that's, 
not an easy job when that's your career job to do that. Um, and I, I think I'm aware of that when I, because of where I work and, you know, we see client patient after patient after patient. Um, so it takes a special heart to do what you're doing. So thank you. <laughs> um, to wrap it up over here, Letty, she said she's been here since September. I feel like you've been here longer than that um, already. Um, I've seen you do amazing things. I've seen our families breathe that sigh of relief of like, we have someone that we can go to. Um, I've had other families that are like, we can't wait to talk to her. Um, and the timing not be, might not be now, but I think you're going to get some more people from my way. Um, but, uh, I've heard the last couple of weeks, you, you speaking into existence, some of your, your upcoming ideas. You want to, I know you're starting like a, a parent support group. That's definitely one of our goals is the parent support group, English and Spanish. Um, we we want to be able to, to provide that support to our parents as to caregivers in general. It's, it's, a, it's such a huge task and there's so many um, emotions involved and it can be so complicated. Very rewarding, but it's also very complicated and it can be very stressful. So offering that support, that's, that's definitely something we're working on. Continue collaboration with the rest of the therapists. I think when we work together, it just seems to have a greater effect on our families and our kids. And so that's uh, that. We're also be putting out uh, monthly little, I guess, tidbits or handouts and some information on you know um, stress management or um, the next one that we're working on is self care. So just little handouts out there to just kind of little reminders, you know, to ourselves, to each one of us, and encouragement and. Uh, to the parents, remind us, you know, that we're here, we're here to help, and there is a process for the scheduling, but um, it, it's not impossible, and, and we're here to lend that helping hand. And like y'all said, it may not, I, the thing is to get help, whether it's with me or someone else, you know, you're, I'm, my feelings are not going to be hurt if they don't come to me, I just, we just want them to get help. Um, there's other plans and things, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm fairly new, so I'm still learning the ropes and trying to come up with new new things, but um, I, I'm excited for, for the future and, and how we can continue collaborating, you know, with TR and, and the other departments. And we've had some fun ideas thrown yes, out there yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and at the end of the day, the, the thing is, you know, we were here to help our kids and, and our families. And absolutely. So there'll be more plans. I, I don't have everything squared away yet, you know, and we're, we're, we're working on it. Well, I'm excited. I think the parent support group sounds amazing. And I don't know if we've had one here before, but I, I think it could not come at a better time. Like you said, just being a caregiver and a provider. Um, on the day-to-day -day is hard, but they've been having to change everything with COVID. I mean, like you said, we have telemedicine, but mm -hmm. things are just so different now. And I think um, showing them, not showing them, me providing them the guidance on how to self-cope um, and do that on their own is right. like the best way to go about it. So, so I'm excited. One more thing that we're doing, working with um, our social work department, is we'll do monthly development, family development sessions. And so they're bringing in you know, professionals from outside to give presentations and we're doing those uh, in person but also virtual so it, it's combined and so I will be giving a talk in a couple of months as well and so that's awesome. working with them. I'll, I'll do several talks throughout the year but um, doing that and, and uh, just empowering our families and, and giving them the support that you know that, that we need. Could you give us an example of what like a talk or what a discussion um, would be about? I'm just curious. So uh, we had one recently for, for social work and it had to do with the different uh, education opportunities for, for our kids. So that's one of them. Um, there's another one dealing with um, their care after, you know, as they get older and, and things to look for yeah. and things to, to help manage. Um, like the financial part, those are things that we don't talk about many times and that we don't kind of put aside. 
but our, our kids are growing and, it's, and they need the help and um, at some point we have to be realistic mom and dad aren't going to be around and so what happens oh, to so them so. so that's another um, topic that that will be discussed in these family development sessions um, different legal paperwork and things like that so very nice very cool yeah. that's exciting we, again yes. we're, we're very fortunate to have you here Letisa. well I'm, I'm okay super... to clarify i'm not getting those topics yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna help. Yeah, we're there. Right. So, like, my part will be more self-care yeah. and um, anxiety and stress management think, techniques and coping skills and things yeah. like that. One of the other important parts is, as you said, it takes a village to raise a child, and uh, you're our teammate, and yes. so we mm-hmm. see you jumping into our sessions, and not only are you there to help us, but you're there to support us. And that's, that's you supporting them. Even though you're not giving all of the talks, you're still present and you're still there. And I'm not saying that you need to be the only person in the building doing this. No, but it just shows like you are the perfect fit for this position. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I tell my clients, I'm your biggest supporter. That That's really my role. I, I, um, I saw this cartoon recently and it was interesting because there was a, a person in, in the counselor and the, the client in their brain was all these tangled web, you know, these yarn completely tangled up. And the counselor's job was to take thread and pull it out and start untangling it. And that's kind of what I do. I try I to like do it least. So. That was the perfect visual for my head. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you so much for jumping on today with us. Um, we're excited to introduce you to other people um, listening. And yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we hope some people got some good ideas from them. So. Yeah, and I hope they just, I mean, again, have an open mind to if they if they feel like they need counseling, you know, at least give it that one session at 45 minutes and, and go from there. And then right. Maybe just call patient needed. services and, and they'll take care of you and, and handling all the details. And yeah. but most definitely, and actually, if you see me, if you happen to be in the building and you see me, you can stop me and, you know, we can talk and have a little chat and yeah. start getting a little more comfortable with it. Uh, and also, Letty is the type of person that literally goes around to everybody every day and says hello and asks how you're doing. So she loves the conversation, and I can attest to this. <laughs> well, it just so happens that you're, you're and I'm walking through my You have no so option. I have never been said hello to you guys. Oh. I'm upstairs. I'm upstairs. So She's different. in a different building. I'm in a different area. No, no, no. That's, I, I, that makes total sense, I feel. But, um, but no, we really were super, super happy to have you here. And I'm excited for all these new programs to come. But more importantly, I'm just so happy that uh, to have you here for our families. And I know times have changed, so I, they're they're very happy to have you here too. Thank you, appreciate it. And it definitely has been a very welcoming experience from day one, and, and I'm appreciative of that. So hope to continue the the crit family style of, of welcoming people. And yes, you're a part of our family. You are listening to the Reeva brought to you by Crit. Uh, one thing that I really, really liked about Letty, um, and have gotten to know her over the last couple months is she really, uh, defines this clear, safe space that we're able to come to. And, um, if, even if you're thinking about, well, should I go talk to someone? Um, she really makes it, uh, important to make sure that you find someone that you can go talk to and that you feel safe to disclose your information. Sometimes it can be really, uh, like heavy on your heart, or it could just be a simple conversation. Um, and most of the time they're there just to provide that different perspective. Um, I really like that she pointed out of, um, you know, you're in a panicking moment and it's just a matter of, well, have you thought about it this way? And 
while she's not giving you the answers, she's helping you think of it a different way so that you can come to your own conclusion. She empowers you to think a different way to help you feel better. Yeah, I feel um, she talked about it a little bit, but just kind of having and finding the shoe that fits for you. So if, if you know, Leticia isn't the right person or finding someone else or just having that dip- different perspective, I mean, you're, you're here to be vulnerable with this person. And so if you aren't comfortable, it's probably not going to be the best best you know session I guess so to say I'm not too familiar with counseling services personally but um I thought she did a really good job of kind of explaining her role here in our clinic and um I personally haven't been anywhere we have this type of interdisciplinary um care in the sense of like if uh, I know Natalie said you know with her role here as a recreational therapist um she works hand in hand with LPC but even uh, as a PTA um if you're not there within your um like if your mental space is not ready how do we expect to be hitting these goals you know how how do we expect to kind of put that huge burden behind and have you you know play whatever game we're trying to do it's just it's just not going to happen so we're very fortunate to have her here and after um a while like she said of not having (laughs) of not having somebody during a very difficult time for many parents and and patients we're we're very fortunate to have her back um, one thing that Letty and I talked about even before we recorded with her a couple weeks ago was uh, the big one exactly, not just finding someone that can help you, but um, someone just to be able to, like I said, listen to. And um, one thing that we constantly kept going back to was like, you can't fill up other cups if your cup's not full. And that's exactly what Laura was just saying is how can you help others? And if you can't help yourself and, and it might just as simple, just being someone to go talk to, it doesn't mean you have to be crazy vulnerable. Um but we just want to make it you know, really obvious that if you're even thinking about uh, going to talk to somebody, just go try it. Um, I'm a very, very big believer in don't knock it until you try it. Um, you know, we think of that way with like food. Um, you learn a lot of good foods because you try them. You got to start somewhere. And if you learn that it's not for you, awesome. If it is, um, we encourage you to keep talking to someone. I go check in with someone uh, every other month now. So it's not even like a weekly thing. Um, and just to have that someone to hold me accountable. And um, I look forward to it. It's just a good conversation. There's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with me or anything like that. It's just a good safe space. So we encourage you to go check it out. Um, every clinic's going to look a little bit different. We're grateful to have someone that can help us um, and support us from all aspects. Um, but definitely go take a chance for yourself. Yourself. <laughs> As a nonprofit, we couldn't do what we do without your support. Please visit us at critusa.org for more information on our organization, as well to find a link to donate. We would love to hear feedback from you. As mentioned, we are a podcast to serve you. We are reserving the final portion of each episode to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at critusa.org for questions or topics that you would like to be covered. information about the re-eval, please visit critusa.org. Thank you for listening. The information presented on this podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice. Please continue to follow the recommendations of your physician and or other healthcare providers. Please refer to your physician prior to initiating any modifications to your current healthcare regimens.